Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Brittany. And this is Whitney. And this is a podcast to make you feel normal in your everyday life. You guys, we have Justin back with us on the podcast today and we're so excited. He <laughs> brought <laughs> his husband Curry this time too. So we're going to get Curry's background and their story, how they met and the journey they've been on and we are so excited. But we're first going to welcome Justin back. Hey, Justin. Hey, everybody. I'm glad you're still listening after the, <laughs> the last round. <laughs> You guys, we just have to honestly say thank you so much for the amazing, like this episode just got so much feedback and we are, we are beyond excited to have Justin back with his husband. So yeah, Justin, how's life been since podcasted? Honestly, it's been great. Um, it's been quite the experience. I want to thank both of you for letting me do it. And honestly, at first, like I thought, Hey, this is going to be fun. This will be fun telling my story. And, um, it's actually been very healing for me. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and uh, and just want to connect. And, you know, some people apologized for maybe how they treated me or what they didn't do. And so that's kind of one thing I wanted to talk about is uh, I didn't share my story to, you know, gain sympathy or to come across as a victim. I, I really think that uh, we're only as good as the information that we have and and how we react and how we act towards different knowledge or different things that come up um, is really based on what we know. And so by me coming out and sharing my story, I hope that we can connect and and hopefully more people can share their stories. I know that the pain and, and suffering is, is, you know, not only mine. There's a lot of people that experience things as they grow up and a lot of trauma. And um, as we can talk about that and we can heal from it, we can kind of change the stories for those next generations that are coming up. So wanted to thank you for that. Well, we really appreciate you being on and sharing your story. I love that. I think everyone does have a little bit of some kind of a traumatic story from childhood that kind of sticks with them or whatnot. So, and I, I do think sharing those stories really is healing. So I'm glad that that was your experience. Yeah, thank you. Well, I have to say this too. I don't know if Wit talked with you about it, but we had quite a few people reach out to us personally and write in and say, did you tell him this? I don't we think so. We had... Uh -uh. I can't, okay, we had someone write in that was the mission companion you spoke about when you like snuck out. Oh, yeah. And he wrote, emailed me too. <laughs> I love him. And so it was just neat. And then someone that I think went to school with you maybe. And, and, and kind of the premise of like what they would write in and say is, you know, we listened to this podcast episode with Justin. I know him from this, 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 however they knew you in your past and would say, just thank you guys for letting him share a story and thank you for, you know, putting this out there. And people were just so, I don't know, man, they love you. So uh, it, it, was, yeah. it was cool to have that happen. It's been fun. Yeah. It connected with a lot of people. Yeah. So, uh, Justin, why don't you introduce us to your husband? Okay. Well, <laughs> I was able to drag Curry out to join us. He's wasted. Just he, kidding. <laughs> well, I did have to, he did start drinking a little early in the night. Curry, go ahead and say hi. Hi, everybody. You got to get a little closer. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's about a half bottle into this, so he's going to be very um, expressive now. He'll really connect with y'all. Hopefully, he's got some fun stories to tell, too. Um, but real quick, so after... Uh, after my mission, it's been interesting because I uh, I went through a lot of uh, finding myself, a lot of experiences that, you know, you thought maybe some of my childhood experiences were a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to 
share in detail what I, you know, experienced after the mission. But um, to be honest, it was a lot of just finding who I am. And I think that that is pretty much everybody after high school and after their missions is really just finding, you know, who they are and what they are. And um, to me, I just to give you a little visual, my 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 jeans, they started getting tighter and tighter and tighter. <laughs> and <laughs> before you knew it, I was wearing eyeliner. I had women's jeans on and I was rocking it. So um, it was really quite a crazy ride. And uh, so, yeah, so a lot of those experiences I'm going to share in a book that I've been writing. And so stay tuned for that. But uh, for now, we'll keep it clean and keep everybody excited about my life. <laughs> Okay, I'm definitely going to read the book. Honestly, I don't I don't read a lot because I have five kids and can't find time to do anything anymore in life, but that book I will read. So please just keep... I will let you know when it comes out. We'll keep everyone posted for no. that. For real, though. Um, but to be honest, a lot of people have been asking, they've been really wanting to know what Curry and I's story is and how we met and um, really kind of what, what Curry's story is too and kind of what he experienced. And um, all I can say is opposites do attract and I hope we can portray that in our story but uh, we are two totally different beings but uh, totally connect okay so curry I I don't really know what you guys want to hear um, all right well let's start at the beginning you born and raised in Utah right correct I grew up in Alpine and what was your upbringing like so typical Utah family, large, um, large seven religious. kids, large religious family. <laughs> um, I have three older siblings, three younger, so I am oh, right smack, smack in the middle, dab. which was perfect for me. I could fly under the radar. I didn't really connect with either the older or the younger, so I just kind of was left alone, and it was perfect. <laughs> I could do my own thing. I understand. I'm the middle child, too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and kind of just grew up in Alpine, really dealing with my entire family was there, my extended family, both sets of grandparents. Wow. Very, very connected um, in Alpine at that <laughs> There's point. There's no escape. You're running into family everywhere. You're exactly. going to the grocery store, someone's showing up. Every family. Everything was family at that point. It was, we only did things with family. We only did things with cousins and next door neighbors that should have been family <laughs> do you look back on your childhood and think about that as being like a jo like a joyous experience or like or was that just like that was just normal life it was just normal think. life I didn't I didn't know anything different I didn't really see it as anything different it's just how it was everybody was always there it was just what we did yeah no I kind of had a similar thing we spent a lot of time with extended family and cousins growing up and it just seemed totally normal. I didn't realize until I was older that that wasn't, that wasn't everyone's <laughs> story, but yeah. Okay. So now you guys mentioned before we started this, that Curry, you don't remember stories like Justin remembered his childhood. <laughs> I did not have as wild of a upbringing that, that Justin did. Uh, I did not, <laughs> did not have sleepovers like Justin had. Um, no, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know that I have the best memory. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I don't remember a lot of like particulars and instances, some key things I definitely remember. Um, but not, not a lot of the craziness. <laughs> so 
pretty pretty typical i'd say pretty typical childhood nothing okay let me ask you this do you remember how old you were when you realized that you were gay that is a loaded question (laughs) yes it is a loaded question Um, so a little a little background before that so you know where this kind of came from is i do have an older brother who is also gay um came out when i was around 13 to 14 years old okay um and saw his trauma and his coming out reaction neighbors reactions at the same time that i'm having those same feelings mm-hmm. but he's talking about him he's voicing them and i'm able to watch what's happening and see the reaction and everything that's happening to him which just suppressed everything inside of me further so it was a fallout because his yes definitely his all of his reactions my parents reactions my family's reactions community reactions religious reactions you're like shit i'm never absolutely about this. absolutely i'm watching all of this go on and just thinking i i can't let anybody know what i'm feeling because they're the exact same that he's expressing but he's older stronger whatever to come out and actually voice them so when i actually came out in a conversation with my mom i was about 14 oh okay um and it did not did not go well (laughs) (laughs) um i kind of just mentioned that hey i'm having these same feelings and the conversation was a very pointed do not you don't have these feelings these aren't correct this is not true. Like that is not who you are. No. And it was a complete shutdown. And, and I did, I, I shut down at that point. Um, and kind of reverted back into myself knowing what the next step, if I actually pursued that would look like, cause I already knew. Oh man. That's gotta be so hard to realize like, okay, this is a part of me and now I have to completely suppress who I am and I've got to live like this isn't anything like I can't even imagine. And I think that was kind of the hardest thing um, is realizing that the double life or the two different sides of me and which one had to be out in public and the inner demon of fighting with the other one the whole time is became very apparent at that point that that was kind of my future. Oh, I Justin, I'm not sure if I asked you this in the last episode, but do you guys feel like growing up in a super strict religious home? Um, did I ask you, is it almost, do you feel like maybe sometimes parents and people that are just from like the older generation and just that strict religious, just don't, they really don't know any better because I feel like almost nowadays, do you feel like you have more people being more parents being accepting, understanding like this is a thing that's coming out more? No. Is it still? Listen, I grew up super different. So Curry, you, you, you know, weren't here last time. I did not grow up LDS. I'm from the East Coast. Um, so I grew up a lot different where it's like in my house, if you were gay, okay, whatever. I mean, my brother, you know, struggled with some things and my mom found some things where she was like, all right, are we questioning some stuff here for a minute? And my mom was just like, do your thing. So I grew up in such a different um, household, but my husband did grow up in a very religious home. And he said, you know, it's almost like that's how your parents were raised and 
their parents were raised like that. And so it's almost like they don't, what am I trying to say? Not, not that they don't know better, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great question. And, and personally, I think that it goes back to, uh, we're only as good as the information that we're given. And so a lot of people from that generation were given false information. And so unless they're willing to listen to stories like this or read or educate themselves on it, then their mindsets won't really ever change, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think just hearing Curry say, like, your mom was like, no, these are wrong. You won't have these feelings. It, you know, that just, it's, I wanted to ask that because it makes me very, I think it, it makes me sad. Being a mom myself nowadays, I've had my girls ask me, how do you, how do, how do you know if you're a lesbian? They've asked me that. And I would say, you know, I, I think you're, you're going to think girls are really attractive and you might have certain feelings towards them, whereas maybe you don't care about boys as much. And I've asked my older daughter who said that, you know, I said, do you feel like you have those feelings? And she's like, no, I still think boys are cute. I just wanted to know, you know, um, and I don't, and I don't even look at that as anything. I just, I like that I can be be able to have the conversation and not have it be a thing where you don't feel that way. And so I, I, my heart just, you know, breaks when I hear certain things like that. When I think a lot of um, going back to the parent thing and raising and generational, I think um, part of the issue with my raising and my growing up is that we were at the time a pretty prominent, well-known family in the community. And, and really that nothing less than perfection and mainstream acceptance was acceptable. And so by deviating from that path was not, I mean, we didn't, we didn't talk about things that weren't per out like personal with other people. We didn't express things. We didn't ever get into anything other than surface. So in your own family home, you guys, could you not even talk about sex? Like were your parents not even open about anything? Nothing. We, those, those conversations never were acceptable or talked about it was very it was very neutral and everything was very i think i hear that a lot with people our age that parents were like no 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 no, no. we're not we're not even gonna talk about this subject like i love to ask people did your parents have a sex talk with you and more often than not the answer is no or it was like a very brief like this is what it is. And we're just, that's it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. You know? So I think you're right, Justin, like people can only do as good as the information that they have. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, if there's one thing that I really learned after my mission and coming out and everything is that, you know, I didn't even fully understand it at that point. And so as much as I wanted everyone else to just fully accept me and love me and totally think that everything was just wonderful, I realized that everyone else has to have time to figure it out for themselves as well. Um, and I, I think later on I'll kind of t- touch on this, but um, giving people that chance to, you know, maybe not react well at first, but just given some time to educate themselves to figure it out, that's okay. And and we as as gay people need to kind of remember that is that, it's it's something that we've been dealing with forever, reading about it, thinking about it. The people that we're telling, that might be the first time they've ever had to consider their thoughts or beliefs on that subject itself. 
I think some of that too is with with my brother and the timing probably wasn't the best (laughs) because of him dealing with all that. And he was very, at that point, he was very ready to open and accept it and live his gay life. And for a religious family, that was not acceptable. And then to have a second son come out and say like, I may be the same is a lot for, I think any parent to take on that is trying to figure out what that even looks like. Did your parents at any moment or your mom kind of have a thing with you being the younger being like, okay, really? Are you just trying to get attention sort of thing? You know, cause your brother did it or did at any moment, did she, um, does that make sense? Almost think you were maybe saying it just cause like older brother. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I really don't think so. Did you ever have a conversation with your brother? About this, or was that like no. we're just not going to? No, talk about we it? just never talked about it. It was never discussed. I I didn't have this conversation with anybody else in my family for years down the road. So even him, you didn't feel like comfortable or safe enough to be able to say, "Hey, absolutely know? not." Wow. No, because because the relationship was we didn't we didn't discuss things, we didn't talk about anything. Makes sense. Like that in our home. Okay, so so fourteen years old. Opening up to mom. Yeah, 14 years old. Um, Then from there, we kind of moved like typical, normal, didn't say anything again, kind of suppressed that, put everything down, Um, lived my life, kind of said, you know what, I've got to do this. He went on a mission and came home early. Your brother? My brother did. And so the pressure fell onto me to be... The last boy, my three younger are all sisters. So it was that pressure in the community of the last boy. I've got to go on a mission. I got to fulfill a mission. So jumping ahead a few years at 19, I went on a mission. Um, That was what was expected. Again, suppressing things, trying to just live that false kind of identity. Gosh, that sounds hard. So did on your mission... This was like hush hush thing too, right? Like, did you tell any companions? I, did you tell anyone? No, I it? lied through everything. Did you ever sneak out of the MTC? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you guys, that's a perfect example of where opposites attract, right? <laughs> never, never stuck out of the MTC. I, I lived a good lie. <laughs> I feel like I just envisioned myself in the bathtub one of these days just reading Justin's book. Like, just, I never get out. Like, the water's cold, and I'm really wrinkled and shriveled. And my husband's like, why are you still in the bathtub? And I'm like, I just can't stop reading these shenanigans like that. <laughs> right. For real. For real. But, Curry, so you went on this mission. You lied the whole time. No one, do you think anyone even suspected or was like, I am fully in on this? I I kind of played on the outskirts of it. I didn't really fully invest. I wasn't really gung-ho. I did a lot of service and a lot of volunteering, not a lot of teaching. I do not want to knock um, on doors. <laughs> and I really, the mission was a good thing. I learned, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about um, life in general, wanted to come home all the time. Um, but... Again, like it just it wasn't acceptable. Like that was not an acceptable option to come home or to yeah, quit. You have to return with honor. And and exactly. Yeah. And 
the pressures of being the last and only son in the family that would have completed a full-time mission. Both my older brothers came home early. Um, and those pressures were definitely apparent throughout the entire mission, but that's just what was expected. And I, and I did it and it was a great experience. Um, nothing really crazy like Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no kissing boys out there. No, no. <laughs> okay. So then you, you came home from your mission. Everything was great. You served a full two year mission. Correct. Uh-huh. So then what happened now it's time, you know, you're supposed to come home and get married. So next and that, that was the next pressure. I, I got through one hoop and the next, and that's where I kind of had to just work on the next step. What was the next step? How am I going to deal with that? What am I going to do? Um, I came home, went to school, went down to Utah Valley University, um, kind of jumped in there and lived with some really good friends and, they were all going to BYU. I was the one going to UVU. <laughs> um, the outsider. The outsider again. <laughs> you, you and me. You and me, um, Yeah, and just went there and had a really good group of friends again. Played played what they expected. and So did you date? I never dated anybody, really. I went on a lot of like group dates and hung out with people, but never exclusively one-on-one just live the lie. I have to ask, did you have a crush on any of your roommates? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> come on. You know, I got to throw I that know, in there. I know. <laughs> no, I didn't. One of them was my cousin. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that makes sense. That's another episode. Of that. uh, right. Right. Again, <laughs> small town, cousins, small community. You go to school with your cousin. I feel like Justin would have been having like just orgies with all of his roommates. <laughs> I don't know. Like you guys are so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So college was good. You yeah, college, college was great. College was great. College was great. Um, through a mutual friend, I in college, one of actually a really good friend of mine in college, uh, she and I kind of hung out a lot, really became great friends. She introduced us to what is now my ex-wife. Um, I did get married, was married for four years, um, have two amazing children out of that marriage. Um, one adopted and one biological. So again, just doing the best I could to fake it. And did you tell her like when we talked to Justin last time, he dated someone before the mission, Justin, that and she knew that you had gay feelings or however you explained it to her. Right. Yeah, she knew. During my mission is when I told oh, okay. her, not before during. when we were dating. Okay. Did your ex-wife know? I was like, never we're playing this said part. anything. This is, so no. you're just like, I am bearing this deep. I'm the not longer think about it. the longer it went it. on, and the more I watched my life going down one route and my brother's life going down another route. Watching all of this unfold, the further I suppressed emotions feelings anything that i could i just suppressed okay i just there's so many questions oh my head's gonna explode i don't even know what can what can we talk about when it comes to 
your previous marriage and where you were? Because obviously we always want to be respectful. I probably won't go into a lot of details about that. Um, we had our ups and downs. Uh, the marriage failed for multiple reasons. Um, it could not have survived on either one of our parts. The ending of that marriage was probably the best thing for both of us. I think the number one question that is comes to my mind and probably every listener out there huh? is the million dollar question everybody asks. Do you, is that so difficult because did you have attraction? What happens with sex life? I mean, I could just keep going and going and going. How does that work? How does it all work? I think, I think both. I think there's an attraction. I think there's a feeling of somebody willing to kind of accept the part of you that they see, um, which creates an attraction. Okay. Um, because I could be safe with her to a point. Um, whether she knew or not, I, I don't know. I've never asked that question. Um, but I think you would have to know. <laughs> if you know me, you would have to see some of that, I would think. Well, I just remember I asked Justin that the question of do you did you still find women attractive? You know, when when we were doing his episode last time. And so I think that's where my brain goes is like, is it a possibility where what did you say? I think you told me like, yeah, for sure. So I can I'm a I can see a woman and say she's attractive or she's a beautiful woman, but it's not the same. I mean, I look across the table and I see you two. I'm like, damn, you two are good looking. But I'm oh, not hey, like, well. I'm not like jumping <laughs> over the table, the you, you know, hey, like, <laughs> we're not even ready. So, you know, <laughs> you know, they're gay. We're not even ready. Like, we look like shit. Thank you, guys. No, but I get that because no. it's for me looking also like at another woman, like, God, that woman's hot. Yeah. Like, she is hot. That yeah. But that I doesn't mean you want to sleep with her. her. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't know how in depth we can go there because Brit's got all the, you know, I'm, listen, I'm the, I'm the trashy one here. I've got so many questions. I don't maybe privately later. I don't know. The, the listeners are like, no, ask them. I don't know if I can. Okay. So Curry, you said, sorry, we're going to, we're going to jump back here, guys. Jump back. You said the marriage failed for many different reasons and I don't, we don't need to get into the different reasons, but you coming out was not a reason, right? Correct. It wasn't? Okay. Correct. I did not come out for about two years after my divorce. Oh, okay. Wow. So even you get divorced, I would think that would be the time that you're like, woo, I can be free. I'm living my life. I'm going to be who I am. But it was still like... And I couldn't. I it. couldn't at that point. I still could not... Um, I couldn't face myself. I couldn't face reality. I, at the time, was still living in Alpine, still living in a close knit. My sister lived right next door. Um, now I'm single and have two kids. Um, trying to figure out what reality looked like and face myself of now I have to make that choice. Like I am in this position now and I have to figure out what the next step is. And that was not an easy process. Um, at that point, I moved. I moved still in Alpine. <laughs> it's what <laughs> I knew. It was what down. was familiar. I moved up to a 50-acre homestead with a gate. 
Oh, wow. And locked myself behind a gate from everybody. For, That's nice to have a gate, though. For a while. It was wonderful. <laughs> Everyone stay away. <laughs> it stay was away. wonderful. And it it's what I needed. Um, during this process, I quit my job. I worked for my dad. Oh, so I you're getting moved some out of the house that I owned with him. Um, everything at that point was tied to family and had to kind of separate myself to face myself, if that makes sense. Can I ask, because you had mentioned you seeing your brother's route and path and where he was going, can I ask, can you, where was that? Was it something, are you saying that like you would see that he was able to be open and out there and gay and living that life? And when you were married and you kind of felt like, is that where you were going with that or? His life was definitely different than the path I wanted for mine. His experience was used, I think, growing up to... Was it a cautionary tale? Get us to, exactly, to get us to tote the line, to get us to do what we were supposed to. Um, Parameters were put on relationships. Um, It it was very, it was very cautious. And, And seeing and hearing the things that I was hearing, it was not the route I wanted my life to go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, that helps me. I was I was just confused for a sec if you were more saying it like, oh, I, I see my brother being able to be open and out there and I want to have that. Or if it was more like, I'm not sure I want to go. I'm going to keep living the way I'm living. So yeah, no, that, make, that makes sense. I get where you're coming from. All right. So now you're divorced. You're living this life in a gated community all by <laughs> yourself. So how do you decide... You're now going to, I mean, do you st- secretly start dating people or, I mean, how do you decide to move forward, I guess, at this point? So, Justin, how did you break through that gate? <laughs> oh, hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where the juicy stuff comes. Yeah. Um, so, funny story is I kind of heard Curry's name. I mean, the name Curry not you typical. You cannot not, hide from that. Not name. typical. You cannot, I don't know what my parents were thinking. Okay, but honestly, you both, your siblings' names are different, right? Oh, y- yes. Yeah, yes. both yeah. of your siblings, like all of you guys, your siblings have weird names. Crazy names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I had heard Curry's name through one, two, three. <laughs> Curry is Maybe four right of my friends. <laughs> no, just kidding. Maybe just two. But um, two of my friends who were kind of like seeing this curry guy at the same time. <laughs> Not hide from the name or Alpine. <laughs> and Justin I was wanted like, to go to the sleepover. Yeah, I was like a dad with kids with the name Curry. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I was actually, I was working at, I was selling vibrators this is why i'm gonna read this book and never look away i was selling exercise equipment that you stand on and they vibrate and they (laughs) shake the fat off you (laughs) and i thought it would be like prime territory to sign up for alpine days 
and sell these machines. And I thought all these Alpine women are going to be crazy about these machines and like just buy them up. <laughs> like it was brilliant. Everyone needs a vibrator. And so I, uh, I did and I had my friend's mom help me and she's from Alpine. And so we were there and we were selling these machines and all of a sudden this cute skinny guy walks up with two kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's cute. And my friend's... <laughs> Oh, my I friend's mom was like, oh, Justin, let me introduce you to Curry. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> now At I the see, time, now I, I was working for the city and was in charge of the entire event that he was a vendor at. You let him have the shakers there, the, the vibrators? He registered <laughs> under his friend's mom's name so he could get a discount. <laughs> Always smart. Business savvy. I've always been business savvy. <laughs> Justin's always scheming. <laughs> oh, so honestly, that's literally how we met for the first time. And then he stalked me on Facebook. Uh, it was the other way around. <laughs> okay, it was the other way around. Everyone I went, has to do some stalking. It's true. And I went back through my messages to see exactly who it was because I was, we've always kind of argued about this. And I did send him the message. <laughs> Of course you did. Knowing that my two friends were already kind of dating him. That's so terrible <laughs> of me. <laughs> Gotta get on this. <laughs> uh, we won't go into that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's kind of where it all began. Um, we messaged back and forth for a while and we went on a date. Um, and... It probably took a good three months for him to like let me have a second date and probably because he was still trying to figure everything out, but it was who knows because he was also dating two other guys at the same <laughs> you time. Didn't figure everything he out was busy. Like, who I want to date. It was all secretive. <laughs> okay, wait, is this when Justin had the eyeliner and the tight jeans? Were you into that? Um, it was shocking. Okay. <laughs> it, it was it was the complete opposite of my life at that time. I had to ask that. Yeah, no, you know for I sure. Did. And that's a good, that's, I'm glad you did because this is when I was like, I didn't have a care for the world. Like I was out and proud and I was like waving that rainbow flag. Like there was no one, like I, it just, nothing faced me at this point in my life as far as that went. So it kind of gives you a perspective of here I am, like who cares what anybody says and, you know, believes or says about you. And then you have Curry who, is just curry. <laughs> is quiet and scared to go on a date with him. Scared to be seen with him. <laughs> yes. Scared to leave the house. That actually because is a really I don't good point. know. Did you did you guys take dates in different counties <laughs> to try to keep out of the limelight? Or no, our maybe not to that extent. Provo. We went to Provo on our first date. It was so hot. Wow. We could look we could look like roommates down there. <laughs> I mean, for those of you listening that have no idea what Provo, Utah is, it's basically the mother load of like what? Like, like Mormon like, Mecca. Yeah. There. So that's a great place to go on a date. <laughs> Especially as two guys, because literally we probably did just fit right in as like roommates. Oh. Which is probably what he told his parents. <laughs> yeah, did your parents ever like I mean, you live in Alpine with your family, so there's pro that's probably super scary to try to hide something. So did you ever bring him around family? So at the beginning, he did come around family. As I said earlier, my sister lived right next door. 
very eyes on everything that yep, was happening no at my house. Um, and, and Justin would come around. Um, kids would run back and forth between the two houses. Like it was everything you would imagine with having your sister live next door until they realized who Justin was to me. Oh, he's not just a friend now. He's not a friend anymore. And how did they realize that? What? Um, there were some conversations okay. about what Justin was, the relationship. And once that happened, my entire family shut down. Um, at that point, parameters went up, walls went up. Justin wasn't allowed at my parents' home. He wasn't allowed to be involved in things that included anybody but me and my kids. Um, if there were birthday parties, things like that, he was not invited to those. So it's that thing of, we want you to come around, but you are not allowed to bring anyone you're dating. We're going right, to pretend right. that this doesn't you exist. You can come still. around, but we don't want to see or view anything about your life. Gosh, that's so hard. Justin, how was that for you? Yeah, no, I I think that I'm going to back up for just a little bit because I think it's really important to touch on the portion of our relationship of we dated for like six months and it was all secretive really. Like I had to park my car in his garage and we Stop had <laughs> O-M-G. Is it kind of like spicy? Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't usually turn red, but I am bright red right now. This should be a video. That's not what I meant, but that's great. This I meant like. be a video. Oh my gosh, I just got it. I literally <laughs> thought we were saying like. I was like, oh, spicy. It's a secret. Oh, That's what I was trying to say. Um, it was, it was a secret. Okay. And wow, I don't even know what to say right now. Sometimes it just takes me a sec, but I get there. <laughs> yeah, pour the wine. Um, no, but I, I think, um, you know, we, we did spend a good amount of time of trying to kind of live this secret. And we were two totally different people because I wanted to be... With him, I wanted to be, you know, visible. I didn't want it to be this secret. Nothing in my life at this point was a secret. And Justin, how was your family at this point? Remind my whole family at this point is was 100% supportive. So my mom, who had probably the hardest time of my whole family, now at this point in my life supports me. She would probably wish that I, you know, like has a hard time with like the conflicting of what her religion teaches her and like what her beliefs are. But my mom fully embraces me 100% at this point in my life. Um, and so for me, there was really like, I'm like, I wanted that for Curry as well. And, and quite honestly, I thought in my mind, I was thinking, what, what parent would do that to their own child. Like, we just need to let them know. We just need to, like, talk to them. We need to have a conversation with them. We need to educate them. We need to show them that we're normal. We're okay. Yeah, everything will turn out Nothing's, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and in my mind, like, I remember, like, him and I had arguments or fights about this is because here I thought that we could totally just help them understand and see the good in our relationship and the good in Curry and, and the good in me and really like kind of change their perspective on what it all is. But ultimately Curry knew his parents better than I did. And so he battled with this inside and, you know, it was, it was, it was hard for our relationship. 
it was it was definitely a good six months of us trying and like you said battling through that of me knowing i need to put the brakes on this because i will lose my family if this goes further and and ultimately having to figure out what i wanted what what one because i couldn't pick both but what one would ultimately make a better life for me and my kids and which one did i have to let go oh my gosh hold on so many questions okay first i need to know when you guys okay so six months of secretive dating parking in the garage okay my car and <laughs> okay i have to know this because i am a hopeless romantic okay and i love love and i mean really was this like so instant for you guys? Did you just fall madly head over heels? Did it take you a little bit? Like, where were you guys? Like, tell me all the love. Give me the love story. I was on the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> Justin was on the rebound. Curry was dating 10 other people. You know, I mean, it, it was, was a perfect match. <laughs> guys, stop it. This is ruining my love story. <laughs> no. If you're looking for the love story, we are not it. Not we are story. not. Read them now. This is like, the love story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fine, I'll if keep we listening. fast forward 10 years to now, you may get the love story. May. No, but for real, like there was a lot, like we hurt each other a lot. A lot. And and it's a lot of it for different places of where we both were in our life. But um, yeah, I mean, it was, we, it was literally like, I, there was a, a good year after that six months of us dating of like just, trauma like trauma where to the point where there was a good three or four months where we just didn't even talk and kind of just gave up um oh. and i don't remember the gist of it but we did start it we, we kind of reconnected and started hanging out again and i would say at that point we had just a really serious conversation of like what the hell like what are we doing what what what's going on well and i think a lot of that was the biggest struggle was you were out. I was closeted. You were wanting to be out in public and, and I couldn't yet. I could not do that. Um, because I didn't know what that looked like. And, and I think that's where, when we broke up, it was on and off and on and off and on and off. And, a lot of a lot of pain through that period of me finding who I was, him trying to help me get to where he was, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do. It. I couldn't see that that was possible for myself. So, the six months you dated, and then it was like these battles of you need to come out to your family. We need to be open and out there and fine. And then was it you basically deciding like? I'm not ready for, I, I can't. Exactly. I will lose everything exactly. if I do this. I just can't. It, it's going back to that is I have to pick one. It's either I pick my family or I pick Justin. One or the other. And and which one am I going to pick? The other biggest factor in that was my kids. I didn't know at that time what gay life looked like with two kids. I had two very young kids. I was going to ask point. how old were your kids at this point? Um my youngest was 3 and the other one would have been about 10 years old. Um special needs. 
And so trying to be a parent to do those two very diverse kids in a small community and then adding a husband on top of that was overwhelming. I had no idea what that would look like. That actually brings up a very interesting point for me. Have you guys, had you guys at that point ever seen a married gay couple? Like, did you even know what that looked like? Or was that something of like, this is just what I hope and dream for. Like we can, we can make this work. To me at that point, it was all an illusion. There, there was nothing I'd never seen. I'd never seen another gay couple at that point. And I'd never, I'd, that's, that's so foreign. Point. Like I would never have thought about that until. Yeah. When you think point. about it, like today. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's so hard for me to stay serious sometimes. But um, but no, that's a really good question because back then you didn't see a lot of it. And um, for me, I, I I did. I I worked in a hair salon as well, um, and so I you know I was more exposed to some of those relationships and people having kids together. And um, and so for me, it wasn't as crazy abstract. But I also didn't have two kids in Utah County and an ex-wife that I just divorced as well. And so I can, you know, I, I look back now and, and really see what he was struggling with. Whereas like for me, I was like, I was free. I didn't really have a lot of cares in the world. So. Okay. Here's yeah. the thing too, because Brittany and I are both divorced. And so we went into new relationships, new marriages with kids. So Justin, how, like you were totally on board for like, I'm going to step up and I'm going to be a parent to these kids. Like you were totally on board with having. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I loved it. Um, I, I, I loved it. I love the idea of kids. Um, I, you know, we talked in, in the previous podcast about how that's something I always wanted was kids. And so um, I totally just, it felt natural to me. I think that's what like, no offense, Curry, you were really cute too, but like <laughs> the thought of like, us being together and kind of like instant family type thing, like felt really nice to me. Um, and, and it didn't phase me at all, it, you know, and, and I, his oldest, Jamin, uh, like he said, his special needs and he's deaf. And I think the thing that I struggled with the most is being able to communicate with him. So I went to the college, the community college and took a, a sign language class so that I can communicate with him and, and Aww. express, you know, some of his needs and things like that. There's the love, love story, story I needed. <laughs> and that, that was my struggle is that he was everything that I wanted. He was everything and saw everything that I wanted with my life and goals and direction. I just couldn't allow it. And that's where the conflict really happened. He's everything that I want. Curly I know. Too. We all have hard eyes right now. Oh, that's the sweetest <laughs> thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> it wasn't said to you. It was a podcast. It was a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that would be the struggle. I mean, I hear you. That's like, it's like I've got everything handed to me on a plate that I could ever want right here, but I don't know if I can do it. I mean, that's but just. But I couldn't take it. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, and I, or I could, but I knew at what cost that would come. 
So you guys broke up for a year or dated on and off for a year to try to figure this out. Yes. And um, it took, I mean, I it took both of us kind of dating other people briefly for us to really realize that like we really wanted to be with each other. I will turn that over to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really, I just remember having a conversation that was basically, look, this is we've either got to just own it and be who we are and we're going to be together or we need to go different ways. Like this is too toxic for both of us. And um, that's when Curry decided to talk to his parents. And I I did. I kind of had that ultimatum with myself as well. And that was the biggest struggle of saying, I need to own this and this is what I need to progress and what I want in my life at whatever cost that takes. And it did at that point cost me my family, um, cost my relationship with my parents, um, cost me my job, cost me kind of figuring out myself to ultimately get to where we are today, which was the goal. Um, but at that point I was ready. It, It finally, And I told Justin this throughout our whole dating thing is there was no reason for me to come out prior to this. I didn't need to. I didn't need to lose all of that until I knew somebody was willing to stick by my side through it. And there's your love story. There it is. No, but really, I mean, the flip side of that is devastation. I mean, it really like to lose your family. And, you know, I don't uh, how how much can you touch on that? To be honest, um, or or how much can you yeah. touch on it? You know that topic. It's um, it's definitely been rough. It's definitely something. So to this day, it's still to this day. I have a relationship with one of my six siblings. Wait, so listeners are going to want to know how many years ago was this? How how many years have you two been together? Ten years. Ten years. So this was about nine-ish years ago or so that when you finally decided, okay, we're together, I'm telling my parents about nine years ago, would you say? Or it was about, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, okay, now continue. So to present so time. So presently, I, I should rephrase that. I do have um, one really good relationship with a sibling and am in the process of rebuilding a relationship with my older gay brother. Um, that's kind of a newer trying to reconnect and try and find some commonality and healing in that. Um, and and not only your parents, but all your other siblings. Just I we've together, Justin and I have written them letters um, asking for relationship. Uh, we've sat down on my parents front porch talking to them about where we're coming from what our relationship looks like, how we raise kids, how we are a family. Um, We do the same things they do. And that has not really progressed us um, with our relationship with them. I've written letters begging, asking for a relationship and have not. Oh my gosh, this like breaks my heart. Because I can't imagine being in a place where because of the person that I love, 
my family doesn't want anything to do with me anymore. Like I was raised with you guys. Like, you know me, you like, you know who I am. You know, I didn't just like suddenly change. I just love who I love. And it's not like you guys have, it's not like this is a new relationship. You guys have been married for how many years? You've been together for 10 years. Like you're stable. Things are great. You guys have a healthy relationship and it's still like, I just can't imagine being in that position. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not easy, but at the same time, like it's taught us something important about toxic relationships and going back to, you know, giving people the opportunity to educate themselves and to come to terms with things so that they can, you know, learn and grow. I think on the flip side is that you can only give people so much time before you need, you know, you realize, you know, how, how that relationship affects you and it's okay to let go. You know, it, it's okay to let go a relationship of relationships that don't serve you or that don't help you grow and that really cause harsh feelings. And so, um, yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me is realizing at what point I have to accept my own journey and allow them to take their own. And, and I think fortunately I kind of came to terms with that at the time that we were dating is that I knew, I knew where it would go. I knew what I had to accept and I knew that they had the ability to accept what they could. And, and it, and my relationship with Justin was something they could not accept. And to this day, they still have not accepted that. And I had to come to terms with that over the last 10 years. I'm over here losing it. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, listen, this brings me to tears because I don't, I have a lot of toxic family. I don't really have family either. And so Curry, your story, obviously not in the same realm at all, but like, I just, I get those feelings of, you know, I don't really have parents. And every time you, I, I think that my mom's in my life, it's, she's gone again. And uh, it's a very toxic, unhealthy relationship. And I, you guys are just, it's resonating with me. And that's where the emotions are coming from. Because like what you're saying, I had to just get to a point in my life where I had to realize like, this, this isn't in the cards for you. You're just not going to you, you don't have parents, you know, like get used to it. And, and, um, but I think I can't, my heart just breaks for you because I can't, I don't understand it. Being a parent myself, I don't understand it. I don't understand one of my children coming to me and telling me that great that because my there. mom, my mother disowns me for different reasons. Okay. That are very unfair, but that's why my heart breaks for you because I just don't get it. And as the child of that, it's, you don't understand. You don't understand. Like, what? Like, how can you just disown me for something that I didn't do to you? You know, my mom struggles with a lot of mental illness. And the, and it's, anyway, I just, no, Brittany, you're brave. You, like, yeah, well, you bring up a really good point. And, you, and I want to reiterate that the feelings and the, the things that we have experienced are not exclusive to us. Um, and I think that we all have things to share and that's how we learn and grow and that's how we connect with one another too. And, um, by doing that, we realize that family isn't just blood. Um, 
I would say that's one of the biggest things that we've learned. We've been surrounded by just such wonderful people. Um, almost in every single neighborhood that we've lived in, we've connected with people like family and they are our family. You know, we're closer to them than we are some family. And it's really important to to share that because I think it's something that we all can kind of get rid of the toxicity in our life and connect with the more uh, loving relationships and those that really serve us. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned in my life is finding what feels good, finding the relationships that do allow me to be me and living authentically. And, and that isn't always family. And, and we allow family to kind of override and do everything. But like Justin said, family becomes those that see you for who you are. And, and I had to really seek out those people and find the people and allow those people into my life. Because when, when your family or when my family didn't accept me, and I knew they wouldn't, but when they didn't accept me, that is, it, it wasn't easy. It was, and it was a lot of the struggles in our relationship is my own personal demons, my own self-worth and finding who I was and being able to accept myself so I could allow somebody else in. I think finding family and who really did accept me was the next journey and the next progression in my own life of seeing where I could own who I was and seeing that people were okay with that. Okay, guys, let's cut this episode off here because I think this is a great jumping off point. And you guys, we're coming back with a part three because... Their story is so fascinating. I mean, coming up, you guys, we still haven't talked about the ex finding out and the court battles that happened over over that with the battle with the kids. Justin having to sleep at a neighbor's house when the kids are over. Um, not being able to get married here in Utah because that wasn't a thing back then. Um, and then they have a child together and how the whole process of that, how that works, because my mind was completely blown the first time they told me about this. So we have so much more to cover. And so let, let's jump off here and we'll, we'll bring it around again for part three. I love it. You guys, thank you so much. Curry. Thank you for being on this time too. I feel like I had all the feels. I was laughing, crying, all of it. I just love you guys. I love you guys. I love it. I just can't wait to go park my car in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> right when you get home. Right when you get home, okay? <laughs> Sorry, Cree. Sorry. Cut that off right there. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being with us. Uh, until next time, guys, let's keep it real.